Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today in this show um, we will be talking about how to create an amazing future for yourself using specific uh, principles that is going to be shared by amazing my amazing new guest Lucinda Cross. How are you Lucinda? I'm fine, I'm excited. <laughs> I know, and one of the reasons I have you here is because, you know, obviously this is the inspiration show, yes. um, and your story is very inspirational. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that can really will really be um, uplifted by this because it wasn't an easy road for you. Um, and uh, and but but despite what's happened in your life, you have been able to to rise above and to really empower a lot of women around the world. So so why don't we start first of all with your story and your background? Absolutely. So thank you so much. I thank you for the platform. So for me, the background, which in, in many instances, life um, kind of takes its own way to show you experiences and life lessons. And for, my, for me, my life lesson was to get into my purpose a lot sooner than I, than I thought I would come into it. And so that started with a lifestyle of, I say activate, which is part of my movement, was birthed out of bondage, you know, starting out as a teen, uh, making a bad decision, ending up in federal prison, and then having to really look at myself and do some soul searching as a teenager. What What is that? You know, who, who's doing that when you should be in college with your sorority friends? But for me, that's where, you know, it, it happened for me. That moment, that pivotal moment happened for me that I'm here for purpose, and um, that was just part of the journey to where I'm at now. Yeah. So, you know, I can only imagine that there is, you know, when you're spending that time in jail, like a lot of the women and the environment around you is all about, you know, poor me, I'm innocent, why did I end up in here? Um, but yet you use that time in a way to really have some deep, you know, inflection about you know who you are and what your life is all about. So tell me a little bit about the thoughts that were coming up for you and, and how you got to a decision to change your life around. So yeah, it is it's two it's twofold, really like tenfold, but twofold to make it simple. You know, there's the side where it's poor me, pity me, and everyone wants to play the blame game. But that's really was the time for me to look at and the conversation was around Lucinda, what did you do to get yourself here and why are you here? Right. And so, yes, there's a lot of people who are doing many of the same things um, that I had that I had done to get me there. But what is going to make my track record differently? And so the thoughts in my head was, you know what, this is it for me. You know, the thoughts was, you know, um, I, I, I'll never be able to resurface from this situation. The thoughts were, you know, how can I create a life after this? And I thought it was just downhill and I thought I would be a statistic. Yeah, absolutely. I see we have a special guest. Who we've got? Who, who's joined us? <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I normally have Bella walking around in the background, so it's all good. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right, darling. There's no problem at all. Um, and so, okay, so, I, I, and it's it's so interesting that you had this insight, and it's at such a young age. I mean, you were 18 or 19 when you when you when you went into jail. Yes, yes, I did. I was 18 years old, but I always was seeking, you know, I was one of those kind of uh, teenagers. My mother was a, uh, she had degrees in psychology, so I'm constantly reading her books, trying to master my own mind, really not knowing what that meant. So I always had this higher consciousness, and 
was always seeking for more. You know, why is this happening? Why is this there? Why why are some people, you know, handicapped and why are some people born this way? So I always was very inquisitive in life and the way life played out for people. So that that just kind of helped me as a teenager in that situation to say, Lucinda, you know, go back to um, the source and kind of figure out what is it that you need to do after this so it's not um, a, another a pity story. It's not another statistic. I refuse to be a statistic of depression, of a young girl being incarcerated, of being, you know, raised by a single mom. You know, I just refuse to be a statistic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when you set such a strong intention like that, that, uh, that you know, life is going to be different for you. Um, and then you, I mean, did you have a vision of what you think it was going to be? Well, coming out, you mean coming home? Yeah. Yeah, for me, I had, you know, I had aspirations, and one of them was just to go back to school, to get, you know, really focus on getting the trust back. You know, I lost a lot of trust from my family, from my mother, the oldest of four, and the only girl, so I lost a lot of trust, and so it was just, you know, I need to get back and rebuild my family, get my family and my mother to trust me again. That trust was a major value. It's something that my, my mother, you know, she stands on. And so I wanted to come out, go to school, get a great job. You know the story, get a great job, have great benefits, all of that stuff. But even that was a challenge for me when I came home to realize there was still more and I wasn't really tapping into that more. Yeah, because I know that's not what you do now. So, so let's talk a little bit about the work that you're doing with women now. The The uh, inspirational, encouraging, uplifting work that makes me feel great waking up every morning is the activation. It's pushing people to come out of their shells, to say there is more, and living in that land of more than enough. Um, and so it's in the title of life coaching, and I enjoy it, but it was something that I was doing even when I was incarcerated without even knowing that it had a title or a label to it. And so it was just my hard work. And a lot of times your hard work for me is the work that you're doing without the title, without the pay. And that's it started back then. I mean, I wasn't getting paid to talk to these girls on the compound. And I wasn't getting paid to come out and even talk to the women that I was in the halfway house with or even in college, but as I started to develop and connect with a mentor, I realized that this is my calling, and I am unlocking people who are incarcerating themselves, who are free on a day-to-day -day basis, and so that's the work that I'm doing under um, the whole Activate Your Life brand. Yeah, and you know, uh, one thing that, uh, that I feel, and I, maybe that you can, can verify this, is that regardless of where we are in life or who we are, that many of us have the same fears and doubts that we face in our life. Yes, we do. Either it's the fear of success, the fear of failure, the fear of not being enough, the fear of being uh, rejected, you know, so we do have the same fears and we ultimately have the same aspirations. You know, Oprah said it so well. She said, you know, a lot of us just want to be seen, heard and loved. And at the end of the day, whether you're a multi-billionaire or you know you're you're scrapping your coins from paycheck to paycheck, it's you still want the love, you still want to be loved, seen, and heard. And your fears are still the same. Can I do it? Is it my time? Is it possible for me? Or maybe that's just for them. Um, should I hide this? Am I going to be rejected? Am I going to be accepted? So I do think the fears and even the aspirations are the same. 
Yeah, absolutely. So let's say that there's someone that's watching this show and they're like, you know what, enough's enough. My life is is not gone the way that I want it to and I want to change things around. What is something that they can do or what are some steps that they can take um, initially to start to change things around for them and get their life going in a more positive direction? I would say to really take inventory and, and look at what what is it that you're going to do this year that's different from three years ago, that's different from last year, different from five years ago because that's a decision. We have to ultimately start with number one, making a decision on what's going to make this year different for me. And a lot of times people don't think into that. They say, you know, well, I have this five-year vision or I just want to change my life. Well, change it in what manner? So first make a decision that you want to make a change. You realize that it's time to make a change. And number two, in what specific area do you really want to focus on so that you can see the results because that builds up your confidence. And the third thing is always write it down. You know, there's a saying, if, you, if it's not written, it doesn't exist. So write down where you are, where you desire to go, what's working for you and what's not working for you, you know, and, and start to remove, do a process of elimination. I say start handing out 72-hour eviction notices. You know what? This no longer worked for me. This conversation, this friendship, this relationship, you know what? Heck, this job, you know, so we have to be realistic with where we are now and be unrealistic with where we tend to go. Absolutely. Now, I know that you started to recognize fairly early on what your purpose or what your mission in this lifetime is. Um, how would someone discover what that is for them? I would say there's a fortune in your frustration. So the thing that frustrates you the most out of your life or even that you're surrounded by, a lot of times that's your purpose. So for me, the, the pity party, the excuses, the self-sabotage, those are things that would just get under my skin, but I was the president of all of these committees in my own life. But that was the thing that is ultimately fueling my business and helping me build a legacy. If you don't, if you don't like the way things are happening with the youth, maybe you have your, your passion and your purpose is working with these youth. So the thing that we mostly complain about a lot of times is the thing that is a part of our purpose and is in alignment with what we need to do in life, our life's work. Yeah, I love that because that's the same thing. When you see something, it's such an injustice. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, maybe I need to do some work here. So rather than just talking about it and perpetuating the story um, and adding more fuel and more energy to the situation, looking at how you can come up with a solution or something you can do to, to, you know, to better the solution is actually a really good way to think about that. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me about some things that are coming up for you. I know that you're doing some some live events. So tell me about those. So yes, I am doing some live events. I love my movies. So but I'm doing my vision board tour. It's not really official, but it's official. I'm doing a vision board tour where we're actually talking about creating that vision writing the vision, making it plain, and we're traveling all over. Um, we're trying to cover as many states as we possibly can without me being exhausted. And, you know, we also have the main event, the Activate Conference, coming up in September, September 18th to the 20th in Atlanta. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Excellent. And so what's some of the things that you teach? Is it mainly just helping women have a vision for their future? What's some of the things that you cover your event? Oh my goodness, it's a lot of crying, it's a lot of dancing, it's a lot, I mean, if they go on YouTube or follow me on social media, they'll see a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes, but we do a lot of fear-busting exercises, busting through the fears, busting through the limiting beliefs, but really celebrating who you are 
and we like to celebrate them and kind of bring them into the future and have them play that out. And so that's what happens in the Activate Vision Board parties. We, we're actually playing out the future, getting in that energy. Yeah. Absolutely. I know, and that's the thing. I think what I the thing that I realize most about blame is that as long as I'm blaming someone outside of myself yeah. for the situations in my life, I lose all power to do anything about it. Yes, yes, absolutely, all power, and you give your power up. You completely give it up. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I think that's the thing too. Well, it's because you think about it when you look at the different situations and go, okay. Well, you know, my boss is, you know, is suppressing me or, you know, my wife won't let me do what I want or whatever that is, mm -hmm. you know, and you get to that point and, and you go, okay, well, let's let's remove that person from this situation. Right. Once you don't have that scapegoat, then what are you going to do? Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's finding that fulfillment and that happiness without everything else and everybody around, you know, finding that that point because people complain and then like you said once the thing that you're complaining about or the person you're complaining about is removed or the situation is removed now what and so it becomes a habit and so what happens is you end up finding something else to complain about one habit leads to the next and so that's why we have to kind of detox ourselves and kind of go into this you know rehab mentally to say let me get clear and clean as much as I possibly can because it's it's a daily process and so that you're not hopping from one bad habit to the next bad habit, going from complaining to now confrontation, being confrontational, going from that to now just being uh, shame and going from shame to feeling guilt, you know, because it's an ongoing thing. Anything that will try to stop you from living this blissful life um, will try to happen. And if you're not aware of it, you'll find yourself right in the valley uh, and trying to see your way out. Yeah, because what you're talking about there is moving from one negative emotion to the other, you know, rather than spiraling up into a more positive, you know, um, emotion, you sort of you're staying and you're shifting from one to the other, but it's not actually moving you in a forward progression. So, yeah, yeah I hear you. So, uh, <laughs> listen, if people wanted to connect with you and find out about your events or, you know, your books or anything that you have, where can we send them so they can connect with you? Absolutely. I'm Google-licious. Google-licious. So they can just go to Google, put in Lucinda Cross, and connect with me. But seriously, LucindaCross.com is the best place to go with all my videos, information, um, upcoming events, even contests. It's at LucindaCross.com. Wonderful. Lucinda, thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> yes, as you always. Always great. Now, darling, uh, now if guys, if you're watching this video and you click to the banner on the side, if you're watching it online, or the banner underneath, if you're watching this on the app, that'll take you straight through to Lucinda's website. Um, now, also make sure that if you haven't done so already, that you leave your email in the box on this page, because I would love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at eighty-seven dollars, and I'd like to send it to you for free. And don't forget, if you found anything of any kind of value inside this video and this in, um, interview, please share it by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.